0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, لله rabbil alameen, wa salatu wassalamu ala ashrafil abhiya ibn mursaleen Muhammad wa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, From Abadu, inshallah today we speak about two of the greatest sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu bin al and you might think paradoxically but Wahshi bin Harb radiallahu and the reason I'm speaking about these two is because their lives are interlinked. Hamza bin Abdul Mutai was the uncle of Rasulullah Rasul, and also his foster brother. So they were the same age. And uh, they grew up together, they loved each other very much. The story of how Hamza came to Islam is very interesting. He he was he was a he was a great warrior and he was also a hunter. So can you imagine in those days, I don't I don't think there's even a rabbit in those areas now, but in those days they used to be gazelle and they used to be, some people said they were even lions. So he would go with his longbow and so on, and he would hunt them. So one time Rasulullah was praying near the Kaaba and Abu Jahl came and he abused him Very loudly, very badly, and in one narration, they said that he also hit Rasulullah. Walla alam. Nabi didn't say anything to him, he he finished his salah and he went home. But then, Hamza vil Abdul Muttalib came and somebody said to him, Do you know what they did, what Abu Jahal did to your nephew? He said, What happened? He said, This happened. So, Hamza bin Abdul Muttah, he didn't even go home. He went straight as he was from his hunting expedition. He went straight to the Kaaba. And these people used to hang around there. There was a, there was a, a house which they used to call An-Nadwa, which was their uh, meeting place, the Quraysh. And they would be around there. So, he saw Abu Jahl was there. He, he, he just went straight to him. And with his bow, he slammed him on his head. And Abu Jal fell down, and he, you know, the scalp wounds, there a lot of bleeding and all that. He beat him up. He, in front of everybody else, he slammed him on his head with his bow, and he beat him up thoroughly. And he said, "I make all of you witness Ashhadu illallah wa Ashhadu anna muhammad Rasulallah." He said, "I am, I am accepting Islam now, and I am with my brother. And if any one of you touches him, he said, you will have to deal with me." So that was how he came to Islam. And then, of course, he was one of the greatest supporters and the uh, fighters for rasulullah sallallahu i mentioned wahshi because of how hamza passed away hamza radhiyallahu took part in badr he was in, in uhud and at the time of uhud before the time of uhud when the Quraysh were going there uh, Jubair bin Mut'im Who was the Owner The slave owner Of uh, Al-Wahshi Bin Harb, Jubair bin Mut'im Said to him Said to Al-Wahshi Al-Wahshi Ravanu Was uh, also a warrior He was Ethiopian He was a warrior He was especially Good with his uh, Spear And he used to say that At a hundred paces I can put this spear Through a ring so Imagine his eyesight The power of His arm And so on He was a very Very powerful So Jubair bin Mutaim said to him, he said, My uh, uncle was killed by Muhammad. He wasn't killed by Muhammad, but you in, know, in, in Badr. So he said, You go and kill the uncle of Muhammad. And if you do that, I will set you free. The story I want to tell you in the words of Vashir himself. And that is that some People went to Al Wahshir after Rasulullah passed away. And I, I am not sure, but I think Ibn Abbas was, was one of them, but a couple of the young Sahaba. They went to him and they said, Tell us, how did you kill Hamza Abdul Muttalib? So Al Wahshir said, I will tell you what I said to Rasulullah. He said, after Fatah Makkah, Rasulullah had issued a proclamation in the name of about six or seven people who he passed a sentence to say that they should be killed. And he said, even if they are found hanging from the kiswa of the Kaaba, from the Ghilaf of the Kaaba, they should be killed. And Vahashi was one of them. So he said, I ran away to Taif. Then came the battle of Hunain, and Taif was conquered. So he said, I left Taif and my intention was to go and find a boat and go off to Ethiopia or somewhere. He said, on the way I met one of my friends and he said to me, how far will you run? And how much will you run? Someday somebody is going to catch you and kill you. So he said, what to do? He said go to Muhammad and accept Islam, he will forgive you, because that's what he does. No matter who has done what, if you accept Islam, if you go into the religion, he forgives you. So go there and do that. So Vaishya says that I thought this is a good idea, so he disguised himself, he covered himself. If somebody sees him on the way, they would have killed him, so he covered himself completely and so on. He said I went and sat in front of Rasulullah I extended my hand, I took his hand, he took my hand in his hand and I said, la ilaha illallah wa ashadu annaka Rasulullah, I accept, your, I accept Islam. Ravis said, who are you? He said, I removed my face cover and he saw me. He said, "He looked at me for a while, then he said to me, tell me, how did you kill my uncle? Al-Mashi said, Ya Rasulullah, I had nothing against your uncle. I have nothing against you. He said, you have to be a slave to understand what it means to be a slave. And for a slave to be promised his freedom, this is like a dead body being given life. There is nothing that compares to that. So he said, my owner said to me, if you kill the uncle of Muhammad, I will free you. He said, there is nothing in the world that I would not do to get my freedom. So he said, "I did not go to Ahad to fight the Muslims. He said I went only with one goal, and that was to kill Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib. So he said, I took my spear and I went to Ahad. He said that Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, he said he was such a phenomenal warrior that it was like he had eyes all around his head. He could, as it, it was like as if he could see in all four directions." So, even to get close to him was next to impossible. But he said, somehow I hid behind rocks and this and that and I managed to get close to him. He was fighting one man and he said that that man uh, hit him with his sword. Hamza Radhalanu blocked that and then he took, he said he made a cut right across, right? He said the man said laughed and he said, You missed. Hamza Radhayana said, Take one step forward. He said the man took one step forward and he broke into two. Hamza Radhayana's sword went through his body from one side to the other. And it's it, it was such a sharp sword that it cut it cut him straight through like this, and that man didn't even know. He didn't realize that the sword had gone through his body. He took one step forward and he broke into two. Fell down. Vaishi says, that moment Hamza relaxed. And when he relaxed, he said, I saw my chance. I got up from behind my rock and I threw my spear. He said, my spear took him in the side and went out and came out between his legs. And he was like anchored to the ground. He turned to, he tried to turn towards me. He said, I was terrified. I thought he will kill me. But the pain and the wound was too severe. He could not move. And then he said, he fell. Al-Bashi says to him, Ya Rasulullah, I waited a long time. I wanted to make sure he's dead. I didn't want to go near him if there was any chance that he was alive. He said, when I reached there, after some time, I knew he was dead. I pulled out my spear and I went back home. He said, I did not do anything at all in Uhud Now, later on, Hind, the wife of Abu Sufyan, Anha. Uh, she came and she mutilated the body of Hamdar Adelanu She cut out his heart and she did all kinds of things And may Allah forgive us and forgive her and, and so on And uh, Nabi saw that he was very 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 uh, upset with that with, with what had happened to the body of anu, Bin uh, Abdul Muttair Adelanu So Rasulullah says to him See this is the also the heart of the Nabi Isa So I mean there are some things When I read the seerah I believe it because I know it is true Not because it is believable Because it is something which is like Wallah I mean I I simply cannot Understand how Somebody could be like this But this is the Rasul of Allah This is the Rasul of Allah So we know he was like this Today if somebody is disrespectful to us Even a little bit We will remember that all our lives Till we die we will remember moment we saw this See, the, ah, see this fellow And with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam What all they did to him And he forgave them So what does he say to Washir, Rashi Says Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Tears were flowing from his eyes as he listened to the story, he was he wept and he wept. And he says, then he said to me, when you come into my majlis, sit to the side or sit behind me where I cannot see you. Because when I see you, the pain of my uncle is rekindled, the wound becomes alive again. Huh? He didn't tell him, don't come into my majlis. He didn't say that. He will not deprive him of the barakah of looking at the Rasul To look at Rasul as a Muslim is a mother. He will not deprive him of that. But he tells him, stay to the side somewhere, sit in the back, where I cannot see you. So al says, I made sure that he did not see me again until he passed away. Then in the time of Abu Bakr as Sindhya Khadalan, who came the battle against, which is called the uh, Battle of Yamama, which was against uh, Musaylma al-Kaddam. And Vashi said, I went to that battle, I, I participated in that battle. He said, we entered that, Musaylma was in a garden. He was in a garden and he, they, they the Muslims went over the wall. And uh, he said, when we entered the garden, and we found him there. He says, Abu Dujana, radiallahu, who had the sword of Rasulullah he said, he attacked him and I threw my spear and my spear hit him. So he says, I don't know whether it was my spear which killed him or whether it was Abu Dujana's sword. But he says, if my spear killed him, then my spear killed the best of men and, I, and my spear killed the worst of men. And that is the story. that's how these two uh, sahaba related. Now see Hinda radialana. I'm just saying that because I mentioned her name. This lady, she did all she did. Yet when it came to Fatah Bakka, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam forgave her. He knew he, he, there was no mystery. They, they knew who had done what. But he forgave her. But she also lived a long life and she was a very powerful woman. She was uh, not just the wife of Abu Sufyan, she was also one of the, uh, you know, aristocrats of the Quraysh. And, uh, later in life, in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab, Abu Sufyan, Anhu divorced her. So she actually came to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, Anhu, and she said, give me a loan from the Baitul I will pay it back to start a business. And she became a, she was a big businesswoman, I mean, she's, you know, very capable people. I mean, she was the mother of Mahabi ibn Abu Sufyan, anhu. Right, So this is a very big powerful family of the Banu Umayyad. But so the point I'm making is that these are things which we learn to take lessons from. And in this story, if there is one lesson to be taken, that lesson is forgive others. Because Wallahi, Allah is witness. Whatever happened to you is less than what happened to Muhammad So either you say that this is wrong. What happened to me is more than what happened to Mr. and therefore I will not forgive. That's okay. Do it that is between you and Allah. But that is not the truth. Whatever happened to you or me, nobody wronged me and nobody wronged you worse than what, the, what they did with the Rabbi Salam, And with less reason. Yet he forgave all of them. There is not one. That Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not forgive. He forgave everybody. So what excuse do I have? What excuse do you have? Not to forgive somebody else. So that is the lesson that I take away from this and I submit to you. May Allah Ta'ala give us the hearts and the ability to become true muttabaeen of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's not sufficient to tell these stories. Because if we tell these stories and if you do not make ittiva of these stories, these stories will become hujja against us on the day of judgment. I ask Allah, Allah's protection from this. We do not want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say, you used to sit there and tell these stories, of what happened to you? No. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts, fill our hearts with His Noor and Rahma and Sakinah and Barakah and take away every negativity that is in our hearts whoever we has done anything to us we ask allah we tell allah ya rab i forgive that person you also forgive this person right let us say this ya rab forgive the i forgive the person you forgive this person inshallah we ask allah to forgive and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you forgive here allah forgives you there and we ask allah for his forgiveness for ourselves because we need this more than anything else wa sallallahu ala alihi